Hello, and welcome to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about upcoming events, this podcast, and for other resources, visit candygibbs.com. How many of you have ever had a coach say to you, uh, be ready, right? be ready, be ready for the pass, be ready for the ball to be hit to you. Be ready because that girl on the other side of that volleyball net is about to try to feed you that ball, right? And they're constantly like, pay attention and be ready, right? If you've never heard that, raise your hand. Okay, if you've never heard someone say be ready, um, it can mean anything. It could be if you are playing an instrument and you have to be ready when your part comes up. But in order to be ready... It isn't, it isn't a passive thing. It isn't a boring thing, right? If I'm playing uh, softball and I'm in the field and I've got my glove on and I am ready for that ball to come to me, to be ready doesn't look like, <sighs> boy, it is hot out here. Right, and where, hmm, where are we going to eat after this game, right? It isn't distracted, and it isn't passive, and it isn't boring. Be ready means this ball might be coming to me. So I better be on the balls of my feet. I better be looking at that batter because if I'm not looking in the direction that the ball's coming from, I'm not going to catch it, right? And it might not come to me, but it might. And if it's my turn, I need to be ready. I need to know what I'm going to do if it comes to me. And I need to have my eyes fixed on that batter. Okay, and that's what we're going to talk about. How can we be ready for when God says, you're up, your turn, this one's coming to you. Okay, so what does Titus 3.1 say to us? Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authority. We already talked about that, being submitted, to be obedient, and to be ready to do whatever is good. So let's talk about what even is good? And we looked up some definitions for the word good. And it was more than one page full. So we wrote down some of the different definitions of good. Good can mean morally excellent or righteous. Good can mean well-behaved. Good can mean honorable and worthy. It can mean genuine. It can mean cheerful, skillful, proper, and educated. So it could mean even more things than that. But in our scripture that we just read in Titus, it's referring to good works or deeds. So it's about our behavior. Now something that I want you to know is what that scripture says is to be ready to do good. And something that I also want you to know is when I pray for you, I am not only praying that you will be good and well-behaved. I want you all to have good hearts 
and I want you to mind and be obedient and be well behaved. But more than I want you to be well behaved, I want you to do something good. I don't want you to be silent and sit in this chair and no one ever know you were in the room. I want you to be powerfully good. I don't want you to be silent. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be intimidated. I want you to be powerfully good. And I want you to do something. And I'll tell you what else. Sometimes we do something and we do it wrong. And we try again and we still don't do it completely right. And we try again and again and again. And sometimes it takes a lot of doing before we do it good. But that doesn't mean we stop doing Okay, so to do good is an action. I want you to be prepared to do good. So what are some things that we can do to prepare ourselves to do good? And why? Why do we need to do that? So let's read these verses that you all looked up. Who, uh, who had Ephesians 2.10? Okay, what is it? We are created, made on purpose to do good works that God prepared in advance for you to do. Not for me to do. What that means is that the Lord has set good works for you all throughout your life that is for you only to do. He created you to do it. That's pretty powerful. What about 2 Timothy 3.17? Thoroughly prepared for every good work. Thoroughly means completely. I am completely prepared for every good work. What about Hebrews 13, 21? Okay. May he work perfection into every part of you, giving you all that you need to fulfill your destiny. And may he express through you all that is excellent and pleasing to him through your life union with Jesus, the anointed one, who is to receive all glory forever. What that verse says is he prepares you. He equips you. He also prepares the good works and he likes it. Did you hear that verse say it pleases him? It pleases him to see you do good works. Romans 13, 3. For the authorities do not shake you into disobeying rights, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. Doing good when you're in position of authority. How many of you find yourself oftentimes as the leader? A lot of times you will find yourself as the leader. I sure need to do good Good works when I'm leading. Okay, the last one was 2 Timothy 2.21. Because someone stays away from those common human masters, they'll be able to use them for them for selfish purposes. They will be made holy. They will be able to do any good work. 
be ready for any good work. Cleanse myself so that I'm pure and holy and ready for any good work. How do I cleanse myself? Do you know how? You cleanse yourself, your heart and the way you think. Do you know the word purity sometimes we think has to do with boyfriends and husbands and whether we're waiting for interactions physically with boys till we get married. But purity really means how I think, how I feel, and how I choose to behave. And so if I want to cleanse myself so that I'm ready for every good work, I do it with His Word. Do you all know what we call this besides the Bible? This is my what? The sword. This is the gospel, and this is my sword. And the Lord gave us only one weapon, and it is this. And so whether we're talking about preparing myself, it's going to happen with this. Maybe we're talking about some difficulty in my life that I have to overcome. It's going to happen with this. This is my sword. And something that's interesting about the Bible is um, Maddie is my daughter, and really, I can memorize a whole lot of scripture. But how much good does that do, Maddie, if I memorize it? A lot of good? Not a whole lot of good. It's kind of the same thing as whenever I make Maddie take a vitamin or eat her vegetables. If I could take her vitamin for her and eat her vegetables for her, that'd be awesome, right? But it didn't work like that. She has to do it herself. Same thing with this. It really doesn't matter how well your mama and daddy know the Bible. It doesn't matter how good they are with the sword that the Lord gave them. Because you have to learn how to use your own sword. You have to learn what this says about you. And some of it needs to be kept in here. Because I'm not always going to have this with me when I'm in math class. And when girls are talking ugly about me or when somebody says something and it hurts my feelings or when I'm left out. And I need to know that what this says is that the Lord chose me and that he's given his angels charge over me and that he's prepared good works in advance for me to do. And he says that I can be completely and thoroughly prepared to do it. But I have to know that in here. And I have to learn how to use my sword. And that is a huge way that I can learn to be ready for what's coming my way. I thought of some examples of when I was ready and not ready. And I want to share a little bit of that with you. Um, one time, there is a mountain peak in New Mexico. It's called Wheeler Peak. And it's the tallest mountain in New Mexico. And we have a group uh, called Brave Hearts that's a part of our ministry. And in the summertime, they hike to the top of Wheeler Peak. And they carry backpacks. And those backpacks are heavy, weigh about 50 pounds. Because you've got to take your tent and your food and everything. You're going to hike up there. Well, my husband and my sons love to do that. And they've done it every summer for many, many years. And they've always tried to get me to do it. Well, a few years ago... Okay, please, Mom, let's do it, do it. You can do it. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to do it. And so we go, it's the first weekend in June, and we're going to hike up there. And you hike about four hours, and you're at base camp, which is called Lost Lake. 
and then the next day you have to hike to the summit back down. Well, we start walking. It's my son, Jake, and my husband. And I've got my backpack on, and Jake's ahead, Brian's behind. My son's in front, my husband's in back. Boy, we're climbing this mountain. And I got my worship music on because I am not going to be the weakest link. And so up we go, and we keep on walking. Well, the further up we get, I start to see snow around, you know, and I'm like, isn't that funny? It's June and there's a little bit of snow and but we just keep walking. Well, the further we walk, the deeper the snow gets. And it gets to here and we're still going because I'm not going to be the one that turns around, right? So we're walking. Well, it gets deeper and I still have my worship music in. It gets about mid-thigh. We cannot see a trail. There is no trail. And we are walking up this mountain, and we've been walking for way more than four hours, and we are not near to the lake. And I look up, and Jake, my son, is literally throwing himself down into the snow to try to make a path for me to walk. And I pull that out, <laughs> and I can hear him, and he's going, I got this. I got this. And I said, I don't got this. I do not got this. And by now I am in tears. And I'm like, I cannot make it. And we end up going back down because mom is in tears, right? I was not ready for the dang snow. So, years pass, and I swear I will never do that again. And a couple weeks ago, Maddie and I and Jake and Brian decided to do it again. But this time, there was no snow. And we had been exercising, so we were ready. We made it all the way to the lake. It was a beautiful thing. We made it all the way down. But we prepared and I knew in my mind what I was looking at, right? I knew what that mountain was going to look like. And so not only did I prepare physically, but I prayed to the good Lord in heaven that there would no longer be snow. Now, there was a little snow. Yeah, and I will say, I was like, oh, this, remember, this was not part of the deal. Yeah. Um, but to be ready means that I've spent some time ahead preparing. And what we're going to spend time tomorrow talking about is some practical ways that you can continue to prepare yourself for the good works that the Lord has ahead for you. Because something that I think we have to remember is that absolutely God has a plan. God has incredible good works for us to do. But do you know that we also have an enemy? And he has a plan. And the interesting thing is I think that sometimes the enemy looks at you and he's able to see in you some of those giftings and talents that the Lord's placed in you, maybe even before you see it. And he doesn't want to see you do those good works that the Lord has prepared. And so he starts setting up sabotages for you. And he can put some giants 
in your life that you're going to have to learn how to face with your sword. And so we want to be the kinds of girls that are prepared. And we want to be on the balls of our feet. And we want to be looking for that pitch. Because when that ball comes our way, we want to be able to make an impact for the kingdom that the Lord has prepared in advance for us to do. And our scripture in Hebrews says that that makes him super pleased with us. So I want to close this in prayer, and then we're going to get started in the morning at 10, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking practically about how can I use my speech for good? How can I use the choices that I make for good? And how can I become a giant slayer? So let me close this in prayer, and we'll see you in the morning. God, we just ask that everything that you had to say to us tonight, God, if it was for our hearts, uh, would you seal it, Lord? And I just ask that even as we go home tonight, God, that your spirit would be with us and that you would remind us of the things that you've taught us here tonight. And most importantly, Lord, I thank you for this time with our moms and our daughters. And I just ask, God, that these relationships would be strengthened, God, that they would be intimate, and, Lord, that we would always appreciate this person that you've placed in our life for a lifetime. God, we love you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.